Hey everybody, I'm Eric Obremt and you're listening to Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out. We talk about real shit, what's on our minds, and don't give a fuck if it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. So sit back, strap in, and get ready for some real shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out. I'm your host, Eric Oberemt. Uh, housekeeping, share this shit. If you get anything out of it, please share it. I don't have any fucking sponsors. I really don't have any money. I'm poor as shit. I'm not asking for money, but I am asking that if you get anything out of this episode and you think somebody needs to hear what was said here, share yeah. the fuck out of the episode. Okay, so we're back here at RoofCon 2022, and I have got Michael Marcial. Nailed I said, it. I fucking didn't. Did you I? actually nailed it. Okay, thank yeah. you. I'm super glad that you're here, man. Yeah. Um, I know this was kind of last minute for you. Uh, these usually end up being the best episodes yeah. when They're they real. are last minute. Real. Yeah, it's just yeah. like we just flow. I don't do notes. I don't, you know, make any any shit up. Um, but you're kind of a big fucking deal, right? See the medium, MC here? Medium deal. Medium deal. Yeah. You're the MC here at RoofCon. Yep. Uh, you've done that for what, three, four? four? All four years. All four years. Yeah. Um, the first one was the only one I ever missed. Oh, yeah. Because I yeah. was actually in Grand Cayman. And, uh, and we were in Nashville, were all in Nashville. 43 of us. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was actually, but my guy was there that worked for me, Tim. Tim. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Tim was there and came that with Tate. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so so you're the MC here. Yep. You do all kinds of other shit, though, don't you? It's true. Right? Yeah. You fucking took a bunch of money from me to get into a, a program. Bunch of money. Yep, yeah. you did that. Yeah. So you sell that. But what, what's your, what's your like, day-to-day gig? Yeah, so there's there's kind of two paths. One is for helping just industry leaders like yourself yep. to get into big positions, TEDx, yep. just blowing up a speaking career, yep. getting your message out. Yep. And here you are. Uh, if you didn't mention this, I'll I'll just go ahead and gloat for you. Fucking killed it. Thank you. Yet last night, like I've not heard so many amazing compliments from or about you in no, a long time. That doesn't usually happen. It doesn't happen. Nah, nah. Now everyone's like, damn, like that word authentic came through like. Nobody's business, man. That's awesome. Thank Crushed you. it. Um, so I help people get onto big stages that way. And then we also have a sales agency. So a lot of people that get into coaching and things like that, they've got their high ticket, five, ten, yeah. dollars $25,000 thing. Yep. And we uh, we become that sales team for them. Oh, okay. Just a really authentic conversation yep. and, and help yeah. them onboard new clients. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And where are you based out of? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. The Utah. The Utah. That's awesome. Okay, so... I don't know if you've watched any of our shows or not. I, yep. I, I won't judge I, you if I you have. haven't. I have. Um, but you better after I this. Have. Uh, but what we what we like to say is that it's a comfortable place to have uncomfortable conversations. And so what I love to do... Sorry, I'll back up real quick. One of the reasons that I started this show was... And I said this in a previous episode. But one of the reasons that I started this show was because I've got access to people. Yeah. Right? But a lot of the times when we're walking around the floor, you walk up, and how many times in this two or three days have you walked up, done the hand, pulled them in, been like, good to fucking see you, man. Hope Are you doing well? Family good? Kids well? Yeah, absolutely. Business is good? Yeah, business is good. It's amazing. Great. I'll see you later, bud. And then you walk off, and you never have any opportunity to have, like, any type of connection, have any kind of real conversation because it's, it's what's next. Oh, what's for sure. next? 100%. What's next? So I started this, not with the idea that I even ever do it at an event like this, right? But that now that we get to, I get to have 
20, 30 minutes of uninterrupted time yeah. with like, you. Like real time. Real time yeah. where we can actually have a conversation, get to know each other a little bit. Yeah. And I want to know, I want to know some shit that Michael's been through in his life. I want to know like the real Michael. Yeah. I really don't give a fuck about the fancy fucking Michael sure, today. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. I give a fuck. <laughs> but, but I really care about how you got here. And, 100%, and yeah. some of the trouble or struggles that you had oh, to go man. through to, to land where you're at. I've had zero struggles, man. I'm out. All right. Get I'm the out. fuck out. That was our first get the fuck out moment. <laughs> Shut it down, Lex. Turn it off. All right. Get the fuck out if you can't be no, absolutely, man. I love that because one of the things I've noticed, you know, especially because I do a lot of, I, I do a fair bit of speaking. Yeah. And podcasts and, you're and stuff. fucking great at dude, it. Dude, I, I actually appreciate that because you don't have to say that. Um, I don't. One, one thing that I that I've recognized is that I don't appreciate the surface level. Uh, somebody comes up and uh, podcast stage, whatever it is, social media life, and it's just the surface of yep. And because we, we all know better, like we all are, are human, yep. right? And we all feel the feelings. We've all been through ups and downs and everything in between, which is why I loved your talk because it was just like straight no chaser. Here it is. Yep. And uh, and for me, like if you were just to follow me on social media. You'll get this much, just like anybody else. But yep. for me, if I if I really break down my life, and the the reason why I love shows like this and what you're doing here is because we get to talk about the real stuff. Yep. You know, so if somebody's following me on social media, they say, "Oh, your wife's super cute. Yeah. Your daughter's cute. Yeah. You know, you're at RoofCon. Things are really great. And that that actually is true. I love my life. Right. Right. And at the same time, how did I get to the point where I? There was probably it? a moment when you didn't. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. For me, that was right after my first marriage failed. Okay. Uh, that was what, 10 years ago, nine years ago now. Okay. And for me, it was like, I was in a, a really interesting place because I was finally making a decent amount of income. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be success. Spoiler alerts. Right. Right. That doesn't fix all the other voids and holes no. in your life. No. It's and a nice tool to have. Yeah. It's a, it's great for options and yes. for, for all sorts of cool things, but it, it wasn't the fix all for me. Right. And so I went through my divorce and I was like, oh, well, finally... I'm free. I can live life like Michael. How old were you? I would have been third or twenty seven. Okay, twenty six, twenty seven. Okay, and uh, and the the thing that really came out of this for the year after that was I was depressed, unhappy, unfulfilled. Didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Didn't, and I didn't have anybody else to pin it on. Yeah. I couldn't say ah, oh, my wife, right? Right. Couldn't say it was the job because I left my job. Right. Um. I. Right, right. So I had to just—it was face to face, and and I think most people, and and I felt this. I lived a life of quiet desperation. I was just like I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to turn to, and for it turns out, in hindsight, for years, I was slipping into this weird depression. I didn't get it, and uh, the rock bottom for me was I just was apathetic about life. I wasn't paying my bills because I didn't have an income because I took a year off of working, and to uh, do what? Nothing. You just sat around I, fucking no. eating Cheetos, jerking off. I wish I had Cheetos and I didn't. <laughs> you know, my void at the my my void filler was women at that time. Okay, so I yep. didn't have to jerk myself off. Right. That often. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and so that's what I filled my time with, and it felt it felt good in the moment. Yeah. I was like dating a lot, and it was really cool. Um, but at the end of the day, guess what happened? Turns out, and this is a, a you know a, a life lesson for everyone: when you don't have income, your bank account doesn't stay magically like the same. Right. So over the year or so that I was just kind of in this funk, I just depleted everything and uh, was evicted from my new apartment, mm. slept in my car for two and a half months. Um, 
And, and, and the big takeaway for me was like, I, it was the night that I slept in my car. I was in the Walmart parking lot, 2.30 in the morning, and I was just staring Which at Which I didn't know, by the way, that that's a thing that people can do that Walmart doesn't have a problem with. Yeah. I mean, were you aware of that at the time? Or did no, you just I had pick? no idea. It's a thing. So, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, this is I have some friends. True. I have some friends that are. Um, I, I met actually in Grand Cayman. Uh, they used to work for a dive company down there. Gotcha. And they're from England, and they came to the states to do like a to do like a I don't know, call it a fucking walkabout or whatever. Okay. Right? Yeah. And they like retrofitted a van, and traveled the country and went into Canada and shit. And they actually stopped in Omaha when I still lived there. And like we took them to dinner, we took them to you know, like do yeah. some stuff, and they're living in this van. And I'm like, "Where do you go?" And they're like, "Well, we go to KOAs and whatever." They're like, "But sometimes we just go to a Walmart parking lot." And I'm like, yeah. "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, like they're okay with it. They know because like truckers will stop, yeah. and do it as yeah. well. And it's like a thing that people live in Walmart parking lots." And sorry, no, I, no, this is the thing though. I didn't know that. Right. I I had no idea. So in my brain i was like okay it's a 24-hour right. walmart it probably i mean there's cars here all the time like right. i won't sti- stick out like a sore stand thumb. out yeah and so here i am like trying to fall asleep in the middle of winter by the way in utah it's Oof. fucking cold right and so i would turn my car on every couple of hours just for some heat and oh it was it was to the point where i was just eating trail mix i would buy these giant bags of trail mix and a gallon of lemonade and that's what i lived on that was did it. you drink or use or anything no okay no never very no I mean, I, I do drink, but yeah, I, I yeah, never, yeah. No, I but never I mean, sunk but, in. But that you know. didn't no. take hold. It wasn't a thing. Okay. Uh, thankfully. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I was just like, damn, like, I have nobody to pin this on. This is it. Yeah. And the turnabout for me was that next weekend was my weekend with my daughter. Oh. Okay. Oh, you didn't throw that out there. You had a kid. Okay. Yeah. At that point, my daughter was like a year and a half years old. And you were living in a Walmart parking lot. Living in my, in my car. And for me, not growing up with my dad in my life, like my one thing when my daughter was born is like, I'm going to be a fucking great dad. Right. This is going to be the turning point for my whole lineage. Right. And I'm sleeping in my car and my, my weekend's coming up. So I had to like tell my ex-wife, I was like, hey, I'm, I don't have a place to take Lexi, but I'm going to take her to Walmart with the last $4 in my pocket and we're going to enjoy our, our time, but I'm going to have to bring her back because I don't have a place to take her. And I remember this and is going to sound- And she let you? Yeah, well, yeah. I was like, I'm going to pick her up. We're going to have dinner. I'm going to bring her back. Okay. And here's the big, the big turning point for me is picking up my daughter, okay, for our night together or our dinner together. And I had to break the news that I couldn't take her back to my apartment. And my daughter, if you ever get a glimpse of her, she is like a genius. She really is. Super duper smart. By a year and a half, she was speaking in almost full sentences. And at this point, I pick her up. She's sitting in her little booster seat. And I'm like, hey, I don't have my apartment. I'm kind of in between some things. Like trying to justify to a year. In between some things, yeah. <laughs> I got a, a job coming through. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, like I got some things going on for yeah. me. And I'm telling her. And she's actually like putting two and two together in her head. And She's how old? A year and a half. Oh. I kid you not, man. She looks at me through the rearview mirror. And she's like, well, daddy, just make more money. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Like my head. Ex- I, I laughed just like you did. I was like, yeah. you're fucking right. Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't hear go make money. I heard go do something like be yeah, productive. Right. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Quit being you know? a piece of shit, dad. Yeah. Hey, I'm sitting here and you're going to take me to McDonald's for like whatever the dollar menu has. Yeah. Is this what you wanted for me? Right. And I kid you not, man. We had a great dinner. I took her home and I started my business that weekend. 
using McDonald's Wi-Fi. Thank you, McDonald's. Shout out. And, uh, and, and over the next week, I made more money in my business than I ever had. And I what felt, was that business? Uh, at the time, gosh, this was eight years, nine years ago. Okay. Um, uh, at the time, I was just doing what I could. So I, I knew I could help people build their businesses online because that's kind of what I had been doing okay. for the last nine years prior to that. Okay. And so I was like, hey, I know you're, you're growing something. I can whip out your branding and your website $1,000. Right. Right. And, and before I knew it, I had five people who were like, oh, dude, hell yeah, let's do it. And I would be do, and doing this work. I delivered, yeah. Okay. Got awesome testimonials. Pricing went up. Started working with better and more people. Yeah. Uh, and then before I knew it, that's where the sales uh, agency came in because the branding and all that stuff, like, yeah, you need that. But if you're bringing in these amazing people and you're having shitty conversations or you're, you're not you're not comfortable having a sales conversation, right? it doesn't work. Any of the other stuff that we were doing didn't matter. Yeah. So so that was, like I said, eight, nine years ago. But that was my, my rock bottom bounce back moment. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And now, and now you're Michael. And now I'm the Michael. Right. Marcial. How, how does that, how does that, when you look back on that, when you look back on that, how does it feel? Do you, do you have the moment, and this is something we talk about, we talk about this quite a bit. Do you look back on that and feel like you're still on your journey? Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, but how does yeah. it feel to know that you came from that. Does it give you more, more inspiration to, to go harder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing that I've got to do and I, and, and this is like, I'm not really great at looking at myself from five, 10 years ago Yeah. because I'm, I'm just like, I try to stay here Yeah. yeah, yeah. and yeah, sure. and have goals and vision and yep. all that stuff, yep. but I try my best to stay here. And in fact, I don't know if this will show up on, on the cam, but I actually have a tattoo, one tattoo on my entire body. And it says forearm. And it's on my forearm. Yeah. But it's not spelled like no. the body part forearm. Correct. Right. So everybody asks about the tattoo. Yeah. And for me, this is a constant reminder of why the hell I do anything in my life. This tattoo is actually for my daughter, whose initials are ARM. Okay. That's her initials. She happens to be lefty, uh, so I, I put it on my left. But this, to me, is like... Why wake up at 6.30 and get a workout in, come here, meet with you, announce on that stage, run around, yeah. shake hands, yeah. do all the intros that night, help out with the party tonight, you know, all that. Why do any of this, right? Right. Why go hard? Why build team? Why, why any of it? And for me, it's like the, the generational legacy that I get to live and, and leave for my daughter. I love and that fucking tattoo. And my granddaughter and my yeah. great-granddaughter and my, you know what I'm saying? So, so for me, it's like a very visceral thing. Where it's like growing up with that, and I don't, I don't know, you know, a lot of people have this story not having their father or their mother or, the, yeah. or any of their parents. But for me, I had such traumatic experiences with not having my dad and then him going to prison for, what, 22, 23 years what? now? Uh, murder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just want to drop intense. that on you real quick. Yeah, yeah. fuck. I mean, yeah. that's intense. Yeah. I mean, that had to affect you. Dude, when you're 15. I mean, how do we not lead with that shit? Right? <laughs> I'm trying to ease it in. I, I go tip first and then I go yeah, balls yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balls deep later. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I just got to earn the right to. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. No, but but like that had to mess with you because you knew. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 15, you're still develop, developing as a human, right? Right. So for me, when when my mom got that call and my mom, my mom is like 
a saint. Like she's amazing. Mom's still good around with Mom, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. she's amazing, yep. amazing, amazing. And at the same time, she doesn't get like lost for words very often. And I remember she got that call. My mom, my brother, my sister, myself were all home at the time. And she's just like mouth gaped open like, okay, and hangs up the phone. And she's like, I can tell she doesn't know what to say. Yeah. She's like, hey, um, you're, you're, and this is another bomb I'll drop on you. Your, your stepmom has been murdered. Violet's been murdered in Chicago. And I was like, wow, what? And she's this amazing woman, Violet. And your dad's not going to be here next weekend to pick you up. Whoa. Yeah. So when you're 15, yeah. you're already struggling with what is manhood because you don't yeah. have the father figure yeah. really around to yeah. teach you. And then that bomb gets dropped. I'm telling you, I've never felt more guilt, more shame, more isolation in my, in my whole life. How, how can you tell your friends at school? Right? How, you're trying to impress all the girls. You're trying to you know, yeah. do well in school and all the stuff you're doing. Right. And it was super isolating. Holy shit. Super isolating to the point where I, you know, avoiding, I, I avoided, I pushed all those emotions out. And I was yeah. just like, I'm going to lock that in a box and never fucking talk about that again. Right. And that's, that's kind of what did I did. Did you lash out because of it? No, luckily I had some experiences before then where I was lashing out. Okay. I, I didn't know what to do, and I, I um, self-corrected, thankfully. And I, I have a, a relationship with my higher power, and I, I give the credit there. But right. something happened to me when I was younger, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking rock this world like I deserve to. Man. Yeah. What a thing to grow up with. I don't even like, know the right questions to ask for that one. There is no right question. But you know what I'm saying? I like, do. It, yeah. It, Where do you it, take that? Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, it because it, it, it does mold you, though. Yeah. Whether you want to admit it or not. Oh, you know what I mean? Dude. I mean, just as a human in that position, 100%. not you specifically. But, like, yeah. whether you want to talk about it or not, like, it that that an event like that will mold you into something. It, and, it, and again, yeah. you can either do what you did, you know what I mean, and 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 take take what you needed from it, sure, right, to sure. to continue to move forward, or you could have used it as an excuse for the rest of your life. You'd be Nailed like, it. well, my fucking dad's in prison, killed yeah. my fucking stepmom, yeah, and, you know, like what the fuck am I supposed yeah. to do? You know what I mean? One hundred percent. You could have well, went down that route. And this is this is where it showed up again. So I, I go through that. I, I'm still a young man trying to figure out life, and yeah, all that good stuff, and um, what it showed me when I was now failing my own daughter. Right. It was like, here's choice. This is a defining moment for you, Michael. So do you drive over to the park where all the, the other people that are homeless and you're going to hang out and you're going to do exactly whatever they're doing? Right? Like you can easily do that. You can just keep going sure. down this route of being depressed and allowing that right. to stop you and all these other things and ultimately become a version of your dad. Right. Or or you could do something else. And in my perspective, I was like, if I'm this powerful to create such shitty outcomes for myself, I could create something amazing yeah. on the other side of that. And so I just like, I just, chucked proud, it in the fucking bucket. How right? proud your daughter probably is. You know, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. She's, she's 10 years old and, you know. She's the reason you're here. Yeah, 100%. And she knows that. She's, she's been able to see me speak a couple times. Has she? In Utah. And uh, it was it was super cool. Like the first time, I think she was maybe like six, yeah. six years old, and she's in the back coloring yeah. and doing her yeah. thing. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, Michael Marcial did the stage," and I get up there and I, like, I wasn't planning on it, but somebody asked a question, like, "What was the defining moment for you?" In, yeah, in you know, in your business or life or whatever. And I was like, "It's that little girl right there." Right. You know, I 
I, I actually made a promise to myself that I, by the end of that year, I either made something of myself or I was going to end my life. That was like, and it was, I was very apathetic at that point in my life. I was yeah. just like, you know what? Either this goes great or it's not going to go at all. Right. And it, and then in the, in the, that's meantime, a hell of an ultimatum to me. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and at the time it didn't even didn't feel that even big. Feel like it, it didn't yeah, even feel yeah, that big. Yeah, cause, I was yeah. like, eh, coin toss. Right. And then my daughter's like, well, are you going to do something about this? Right. You know, are you going to make more money? Are you going to try at all? Yeah. For me is try. what I felt. Yeah. You're going to do this thing. Yeah. And uh, she literally did. She saved my life. She That's really amazing. Did. So, all right. So yeah, love that. Yeah. Love that fucking tattoo. At the end of every show, I always like to give the floor back to the guests for the cool. last couple of minutes, because I always feel like there's something I might've missed or something that you were walking in going, man, I hope I get to talk about this because it's important and passionate to yeah. you. And that's how I want you to leave the audience with something that they can take away. Um, I feel like we've already done that, but I know that there, there's always a little something in the back of the brain and I'd like to hear what it is for them. You know, absolutely. I mean, this has been awesome. Like we really, like we got into stuff I'd never planned on right. sharing right. Uh, openly even. <laughs> that's the idea. It was the first here. So yeah. it was good. Um, but I'd say, you know, the big takeaway is that we always have a decision. If we want to create something amazing, if we want to live a different life, we want to be a different version or a better version or, or that, that bigger version that we've always held in our, the back of our head, you have every right to do that. You have, you have a permission. Use this as a permission slip to, like, break the cycle of whatever you've been going through. Yeah. Make that change. And, and this is where authenticity comes. Like, be in alignment. Be that person that you know that you can be. Yeah. Or get the fuck out. Love it. Michael, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being here. Dude. And uh, I'm glad that I can call you a friend now. I appreciate that, like, a lot. We did it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Please share this shit if you got anything out of it. And remember, everybody, be authentic or get the fuck out. Get the fuck out if you can't be authentic. Get the fuck out if you can't be authentic. Yeah. Swipe.